Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God, talk about it, allow it to change our lives. And particularly, we want to be people of action. We don't want to be people just know, because if you just know and you don't do, Scripture says we're deluding ourselves, we're deceiving ourselves. Our world today needs Christians of action, people who will make a difference in our world, not just what we know, but actually what we do, and let what we know change us into action. Today, we're talking about an area where Let's be honest, a lot of us Christians need more action in our lives. We're talking about how to evangelize, and particularly if you're not an evangelist, if you're not, don't think you're good with words, or don't think that you are eloquent, or can't make things clear, or it just, you have trouble sharing the gospel with people, and what we're doing this week is talking about things, you, how you can make a difference, even if it's difficult for you to, to know how to do so. We've been seeing that evangelism is nothing but telling, it's just telling others the good news about Jesus. And indeed, there's good news you have in your life. We want you to learn how to share that with others. The key we've said to taking the pressure off and not having to worry all the time, are you doing it right or following the right procedures? That's not the key. The key to evangelism is realizing God is going before you. Your job is simply to see where he's already working and to cooperate with him. Never forget, God loves lost people more than you do. God's more concerned about their salvation than you are. Jesus already paid the price with his life for our salvation, and so he's already at work. We can trust that, and you can believe, and you must believe, that in your network of relationships, God is working in people's lives. He's gone before you. Our job is to figure out where is he working and simply to cooperate. And we talked yesterday about the concept of divine appointments, where God God sets it up. God is working. God is preparing. God's bringing people into situations where they will seek God, and you're in their life, and there's things you can do to provide an answer. Today, I'd like to talk about um, a, a divine appointment, what you can do when you have those divine appointments. And it's a simple thing, and it comes from, in my. I wrote about it in my book, taken to their turf. You've maybe heard this story, but these this next story or two I'm going to tell have had such a profound impact upon me that I, I, I want to pass it on to you. And I think it is, I call it our secret weapon, something that no other religion has that we have that has a powerful effect upon other people. I was at the University of Florida a number of years ago, and after I'd finished preaching, this guy came up to me. Now, this guy looked like a real heathen. We'll put it that way. He looked like he'd just gotten off the beach. He had a skateboard. He wasn't wearing a shirt, long hair, tattoos, piercings, you know, all the, all the things looked like. It didn't look like he was on his way to class. And, uh, and he said, um, he came up to me afterwards, and he was very grateful for my preaching. And he said to me, um, he really appreciated what I had to say, and I said, thanks, and he kind of come and he said, you're not like other preachers I've seen be- before, you know. And I said, well, I've, I've heard I can be kind of different. He said, well, you're, you know, you're really a nice guy. And I said, well, thank you. He pointed out, he said, um, you know, some of these other preachers, they're just mean. And I said, well, that's, that's a shame. That's too bad. And he said, um, one guy was out there a couple months ago. He said, he told me I was so bad he wouldn't even pray for me. Now, what do you do when someone tells you that? that another preacher said he was so bad he wouldn't even pray for him. Well, what I said was, 
Oh my goodness, what a shame. I can't believe it. Um, would you like me to pray for you? I could pray for you right now. And he kind of looked around me. He said, okay. Wonder who was watching, you know. And I said to him, okay, well, what would you like me to pray for you about? He said, I don't know. Uh, held up a skateboard. He said, pray I don't get her to my skateboard. I said, okay, well, besides that, what else? And he said, I don't know. Pray someday I could know God the same way you do. Whoa, whoa, what a prayer request. I put my arm on the guy's shoulder. I held a shook his hand, put my arm on his shoulder, kind of almost as if I was like introducing or lifting him up towards God. And I said a simple little prayer. The prayer went something like, Lord, thank you for my new friend here. I pray that you'd be with him. I pray he'd not hurt himself on the skateboard. I might have added in that he wouldn't try anything too crazy on the skateboard. And I pray that someday he would know the love of God, the forgiveness of God, and have a relationship with the Father the same way I did. And that's about it. I didn't pray much more. Afterwards, he looked at me and there were tears in his eyes and on his cheeks. And he said to me, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Now, I had to say, I, I, I had to think, really? I mean, in your whole life, people, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you? I don't know if it was or not, but it felt that way to him. And I thought to myself, the whole encounter only took me a few minutes. All I had to do was, I cared. I heard his, I listened to him. I showed concern. I loved him. The prayer wasn't that difficult. Only a minute or two of prayer. It didn't cost me any money. And yet somehow I had touched this guy's life in a way that, that was, in his words, nicer than anything anyone had ever done for him. I realized we had a secret weapon. I've used this secret weapon many, many times since. Let me, let me add, I used to pray for, I used to promise people, you know, I'll pray for you. And then I, you know, might pray for them in my private prayer time. I might forget and because I got tired of promising people and forgetting to do what I promised, if they wanted me to pray for them, I've developed a habit. When people ask me to pray for them, I just pray for them right on the spot, and I make sure I do it because I don't want to forget if they've asked me to pray for them. So that's what I did with this fellow, prayed for him right on the spot, out loud, right there. And I've since learned that if we do this with others, I have seen with my life and with other people a profound effect on people. It's, it, it, it means something to people if you promise to pray for them in private. But if you, do, if you do that in private, they don't see your relationship with God. I realized that this guy was experiencing something that day. He was experiencing a presence with God, and he was seeing what my relationship with God was like. I've since, by the way, prayed this for many people. I remember there was a... a uh, young girl at, uh, at uh, Texas A&M University a number of years ago, and she came up to me after I was done, and, and she said she needed to talk to me. And uh, she, I, I actually was leaving campus, and she found me. She, Are you Tom Short? Yes. I need to talk to you. Why? She told me she's a president of the PSA. I thought that was an airliner or something. I wonder, what's that? And uh, she said, no, it's the Pagan Student Alliance. And she wanted to tell me how the pagans – 
had just as good, were just as spiritual as us Christians, and everything was fine to be a pagan. And, uh, and, and she just was dressing me down and criticizing me for thinking Jesus is the way and not respecting other religions, not expecting witches and pagans, and on and on she went. It was going nowhere. Finally, I asked afterwards, I said, would you, uh, I mean, the conversation was ending. I said, may I just say a prayer for you? She couldn't hardly turn me down because she was telling me how spiritual she was. And again, I did the same thing. I just took her hand, put my arm on her shoulder. It was appropriate to do so. And uh, and I just prayed for her. I believe her name was Angie, if I remember right. I just prayed that God would uh, touch her heart in a very personal and loving way, and, and uh, she would know God in a, in a genuine way. And I just prayed briefly and prayed for me as well. Afterwards, again, she turned, She as soon as I finished, she turned quickly, turned her back and left quickly. I'm pretty sure she too had tears in her eyes and just didn't want me to see them. A year or two later, I was back at Texas A&M and she came up to me when I finished and asked, do I, do you remember me? And I kind of said, are, are, are you the pagan girl I met before? And she smiled and said, yes, I was, that's who I was, but I've since come to Christ and I'm leading other pagans to Christ. She said, I want to thank you for that prayer. It meant so much to me. It, it, it she was arguing, she said, but that touched her in a certain way that an argument couldn't. My friends, this is our secret weapon, and you can do this. If you have a relationship with God, you can pray for people. You can pray out loud on the spot with people. Yes, it's fine to pray in your secret for them, but there's something powerful about when you pray with a person because you're inviting them into your relationship with God. As I say often, right, it's like I'm introducing them to God. I've done this many times, and many others have as well. The verse I think of for today is from Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. Jesus said, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who's in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. I think there was something that this fella and these and the, both of these stories, I think they experienced something. They felt something. They felt a presence of God that, that, that could not be expressed in any, by debate or an argument or even just sharing with them. It was experienced as we prayed together and as they listened. Now, I found that I think there's a couple things I'd like to suggest that I think might have made a difference. Here. Number one, this was not a rote prayer that I pray for these people. It must be genuine. I think they might have been expecting me to pray like the Our Father Art in Heaven prayer or a Hail Mary or something of this nature. These people might have been ex exposed to religion and heard repetitive prayers over and over. I'm not saying those prayers don't work or they're not good, but I'm saying what I did, I talked to God like he was real. I talked to God like I knew him. I talked to God like I had a relationship with him. I talked to God like he was my father. I talked to God like it was personal. And that was something they'd never experienced before. It had a powerful effect upon them. You can do that. Secondly, I didn't preach during my prayer. You know what I mean? I mean, like married couples know how to do this. You know, they're kind of having an argument with one another and think no one's, the, the one, other's not listening to them. They just can't wait to get the other to take a breath so they can get a word in and they can say something. And you say, well, let's just pray about it because you can interrupt an argument. You can't interrupt a prayer. 
And then during that prayer, they're just preaching to one another. They're not talking to God. Talk to God in your prayer. I did not talk to these people. I didn't really say this is a time to get them to just be quiet so I can preach to them, calling it prayer. No, I talked to God. It was genuine. It was real. And they experienced something in the presence of God. That's how, that's what is so powerful about what we do. If a Muslim, you know, Muslims often boast about their prayers. This is one of the biggest thing to Muslims. They talk often about their prayers, but you know what? They don't pray like this. They pray, wrote, wrote prayers in, in the Arabic language, and they've, it's important they bow at the right time and stand up at the right time. We're talking about something personal and real. This is different than what people have experienced. You and I may experience it every day. You, you may be comfortable praying. You may pray with other Christians, but so many people have never experienced what I'm talking about today, introducing them to God through prayer. And then thirdly, or third point here, if appropriate, if appropriately, physically connect with the person. Um, sometimes this isn't appropriate. Obviously, I'm not saying give someone an inappropriate hug or something. But, you know, most people aren't used to being touched in a warm, compassionate, tender manner anymore. A friendly handshake, a hand, uh, arm on their shoulder, if, it, if appropriate, uh, afterwards to give an embrace of some sort. This means the world to people. Jesus touched people. Jesus, when he healed people, he touched people. And sometimes uh, this expresses warmth and love that all people are getting anymore. They're getting pushed or they're getting t- touched in a lustful, selfish way or in a mad way or whatever. And to do this in a tender, compassionate way can have an effect on people. Brothers and sisters, we've got a secret weapon. You have a relationship with God. You might not be the best talker. You might not know how to share the share an evangelistic presentation, but you can listen carefully to a person's needs. And when you when you have a when you're around someone and you they express a need in their life, their family, a health crisis, a financial crisis, a relational crisis, something with a friend or their child or their parents, listen carefully and say, "Would it be okay if I say a prayer for you?" That's all it takes. Would it be okay if I say a prayer for you? I almost I I almost never have someone turn me down, and when I put my hand on their shoulder, hold their, shake their hand, pray honestly a genuine prayer to God for what's concerning them, and pray that they would know the love and power of God in their life. It touches people. This is powerful. People have something in them. They want to know God. You and I are the ones that can introduce them to God. Use this secret weapon. It's powerful. Let's pray about it now. Father in heaven, Oh, we come to you right now ourselves, Lord. We pray for boldness and courage. We pray for wisdom to know right courses of action. We pray, Father, for a sensitive, caring ear that when we're around people and we hear them express needs, that we'd, be, we'd understand that. Sometimes, Lord, we, we, we just judge them when we hear that. Sometimes, Lord, we we, we don't think to pray for them. Sometimes we think we should give them the answer. And Lord, sometimes it just needs to be a compassionate ear. And I pray you'd give us compassion and a heart to introduce them to you and to pray for their need. Help us, Father, with this. Help us have the boldness that when we hear these things to suggest, simply can we pray for them. 
I pray, Father, for every one of us on this live stream, every one of us who watch or listen to the podcast later. I pray, Father, you'd help us to be touching the people in our network of relationships to help break down barriers and nudge them closer and closer to the Savior. We offer ourselves to you for this service. We make ourselves available, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, it's easier than you think, my friends. It really is. You try this secret weapon a couple times, you'll say, wow, why haven't I used this before? It's powerful. It's not that hard. You care about someone, you hear the need, you simply say, would it be okay if I say a prayer for you? You'll be surprised. God bless you. So glad to have you along. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you subscribe to the channel and may put it in your, in your schedule to regularly join us as we get into the Word of God and pray, whether live at 830 or later in the day at some time. Put it into your schedule. Make it a regular habit. You'll see in a few weeks, you'll see your life changing, your attitudes changing. You'll be changing because of power in the Word of God. I love you guys. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.